learning Daf Hey and Beis, we're picking up at the bottom of Daf Hey and Aleph. So we said that when you stick your hand into a chatzar and you grab rain and you pull it out, so you're chayiv. So the question was, there's no akira from a makom arboal arba. So Rechiel said that you took it off the wall, not a perpendicular wall, but a wall that's meshupa. Like Rabbah says that when you take something off of a wall that's meshupa, so that's considered an akira. Right at the bottom of the page, where did Rava say this, that when something is on a wall that's meshupa, a slanted wall, it's considered an akira? Ahadatan, he said it on the following Mishnah. It says, Someone's reading from a sefer. The sefer means a sefer in a roll, like a sefer Torah and a gilion. And he's standing on a niskupa. Niskupa is the the floor just before the door. And this niskupa is raised up more than three tvachim, and it's more than four by four tvachim. Um, the area of it, so that means it's considered a caramelous. When he's galgal, a sefer miyado. And the sefer rolls out of his hand. He's holding one end, and the rest of it is hanging down. So he can roll it up to where he is. There's no problem. Had he dropped it completely and picked it up, so that would be an akira and an acha from a, uh, to the street, the Rishas Rabbim, into a Karmelis. So, therefore, in the case when he's still holding one to end in his hand, so that's only a drabanan. They weren't geyser in such a case. Because even if he dropped it completely, it only means the drabanan. Whereas, if he was standing on a roof, Vinis Galgala Sefer Miyado, and the Sefer rolled out of his hands. He's holding one end, and the other end falls down, it rolls down. Until it reaches within Tantvachim of the ground. It hasn't yet reached Tantvachim, so you can roll it up to where you are. Again, where are you taking it from? From nowhere. More than Tantvachim above the ground, it's not considered a Rishasarab. You're taking it from above Tantvachim, that's called a Makom Petur. To where you are, that's not a problem. But But if it reaches already within tenfachim of the ground, so there it's considered a rishusarabim. So there, you're not allowed to bring it up to you, even though you're holding one end in your hand, and it's not considered a proper ma'isa uh, avutsa. But since had you dropped it and actually picked it up and brought it to where you are, that would have been an isa of hachnasa, because you're in rishusiyachid and you would have been bringing it from rishusarabim. So therefore, we're goes there, even in this case, where you're holding one end in your hand, so it's still awesome to be So what do you do? So you turn it over, so that the ksav, the letter, should be facing down. That's because of covered for the safer. You don't want to leave the safer facing up. And when you leave a safer, you uh, you cover it, you close it. So you turn it around, but the point is, you're not allowed to roll it up and bring it back up to the roof. And we ask about this Mishnah, Am I why do you have to turn it over onto the face and the letters and leave it like that? Halaynacha didn't come to a rest. Meaning, why don't we say you're holding one end in your hand, the other hand is not resting anywhere, even if it's in the airspace of the Rishas Rabbim, but since it's not Nach, so therefore you're not doing anything wrong, why can't you just roll it up again? Vam Ravas, Ravas said, you're right. If it would be floating in the air, suspended in the air, then you could roll it up. The case is Bukaisu Meshupa. There's a slanted wall. It's actually resting on the slanted wall. Since the wall is slanted, it's considered munach. So this is what the Gemara is trying to say before, when you reached your hand into the chatzar, and you took water off the wall, the wall was a slanted wall. And just like you see here, when the safer is resting on the slanted wall, it's considered munach. So there too, when the water is resting on the slanted wall, 
it's considered Munach, and when you take it off there, that's an Akira. So, in fact, the Gemara, but what do you mean? There's a difference. When did Rava, where did Rava say this? The Sefer. He said it about a Sefer. The Avi Dinaich has a Sefer. It's normal that it should be resting on a slanted wall, meaning a Sefer will sit and uh, stay in one position on a slanted wall, even though it's a slanted wall, but a Sefer can actually rest there. But my, but water. Would water actually rest? When you put water in a slanted wall, it's going to roll right off the wall. So therefore, the water that's rolling down the slanted wall, the sloped wall, is not considered munach. So that cannot be the answer. So what is the case where when you stick your hand into the chatz and you take out water, you're chayef. If you took it out of the air, it's not munach. Even if it's on a wall, even if the wall is sloped, slanted, it's still not considered munach. So what's the case where you did an akira? So, the case is you are kailat, you, you scooped up the water from on top of a, a guma, like a, a hole in the ground is a puddle, and the puddle is full of water, and you scooped up some of the water and you took it outside. So that's considered munach. So, for the guma, the water is in a guma, it's in a puddle in the ground, a hole in the ground, pshita, that's pasha. You mamish didn't akira from the ground, what's the chidish? It seems like they were trying to say a chidish here. What was the chidish? No, the Gemara says there is a chiddush. Because you might have said, when water is sitting on top of other water, that's not anach. Meaning when water is in the ground, you take all the water off the ground, that's an akira. Because the water is considered munach on the ground. But if you're looking at the little bit of water on the top, the rain falls down and lands in a puddle. So you have a little bit of water now on top of all the other water. When water is resting on top of other water, maybe the upper waters are not considered munach. Kamash that's what he's saying, no. Now, when water is on top of water, we look at it as one unit, it's all water, and all the water is munach, and if you take any of the water, it's considered to be an akira. Vaz Rava Tamei, the Gemara says, this is Rava going l'shitaso. Dham Rava. Rava says, ma'ayim agabi ma'ayim. If you have water sitting on top of other water, and it's all on the ground, ha'inu anachas, and that's their hanacha, meaning that's considered munach, and if you take any of the water, it's considered an akira. Egez agabi ma'ayim. But if you have a, a walnut floating on top of the water, lav ha'inu anachas, that's not considered that it's munach. So if you would take uh, an egos, let's say an egos, a walnut was sitting in a Rosh floating on a puddle, you'd pick it up and take it outside, you would not be chayv, because that was not considered to be munach. Boy, Rava, so Rava asks, egos, how about if that walnut was sitting inside of a kli? The kli and the kli was floating on the water. What's the thing going to be there? You go after the egos, meaning, do you say, listen, Vahanach is resting, the egos is resting in the kli. So if you look at the egos, the egos is sitting in the kli, it's munach. I do more perhaps basa kli, and you go basa the kli, you go after the kli. Vahalainach, and that is not resting, because the kli is floating on the water. So when the egos is in the kli, and the kli is in the water, you look at the egos in the kli, and it's munach, or the kli in the water, and it's not munach. Deny, because it's moving around. And that's not called anacha. And then, you'd say, even if I take the egos out of the kli, and take it outside into different shashabibatr, because after all, the egos is only in the kli, and the kli is floating in the water. Take it. The Gemara says that question is going to stand. We uh, Another case. Shemen and you have oil floating on top of wine. So you have wine on the ground, and floating on top of the wine, you have oil. Oil is lighter, it floats on top of the iron. So the Gemara says, this case is going to be a How do you look at the shemen and the iron? Do you look at it as one unit, or two separate things? The Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, and if you have oil floating on top of wine, and it's Vulyom touches the Shemin, it's somebody, let's say, he touched the Sheretz, he's Toivil in the Mikvah during the day. At night, after Harav Shemesh, 
he's going to become tahar. In the interim, so when he touches chuma, he makes the chuma like a shlishi, meaning he makes it possible. So that's what happened. It's William. After he was playful before uh, it became dark, so he touched the shaman. He only is paisal, the shaman. The shaman becomes possible. But the shaman does not ruin the state of the wine. He didn't touch the wine. He says, no, both the oil and the wine are attached one to the other. When you touch the shaman, it's like you touch the oil. So, sorry, when you touch the shaman, it's like you touch the yain. So that's what we're saying. According to Yochum and Nuri, the oil and the wine are one. So who would then over here, if oil is on top of wine, we would say the oil is considered munach on the ground, just like the wine is. But according to the Tanakhama here, it says that when you touch the oil, the oil becomes tummy, but not the wine. They're not mechubaram, they're not attached. So the oil floating on top of the wine would be considered a separate entity, and the oil is not considered to be munach. If a person is carrying food and drink, meaning he picked it up for some other reason. He picked up the food and drink to put it into the refrigerator, and now he's carrying it. And then he decided to go inside. Uh, that's he was outside, and he went inside. And he goes outside. All day long, he's going in and out, in and out. He's not chayim. Since he picked it up for another reason, not for the sake of doing hotzah, so even though afterwards he does hotzah, he's not chayim, until he stops. He has to stop. qualifies it. that he stops to rest. So when he stops to rest, so that ends what he started before. Meaning when he picked up the uh, food and drink to put it into the refrigerator, so that has nothing to do with the Nakira for uh, the Malach Right? He picked up to put it into the refrigerator, that's nothing. And then when he decides to walk outside, since he's already carrying it and moving around, that's not considered a Nakira. He has to actually stop. And then when he stops, and he's standing in one place and he starts to walk, so when he walks from that one place, that's considered an akira. And then when he stops later in another shush, that'll be hanacha and it'll be chayat. Now, Abayi qualifies it and he says, but it has to also be that he stopped to rest. Meaning if he was walking around and he stopped for a second to open a door, or he stopped to scratch his nose, that's not called uh, stopping. That's when he stopped, he just tired. He stopped to rest. And when he stops to rest, so that's the end of what he was doing. And then if he starts walking, so now that akira of his body is considered an Akira's Chayfetz, and that'll be the Akira, and if he makes Hanach in a different Rishos, it'll be Chayfetz. So from where do we know what Abayi says, that it has to be that he stopped to rest? So the Gemara says, we know what Midamar says, that the person is within our Amas, meaning a person is transferring something from uh, one place into, in Rishos Rabbim to another place in Rishos Rabbim, and it's more than four Amas. So if he stops, Taych Within the first four hours of his walking, he stops. So then, if he stops at a rest, and then he continues, he pater. So then he's going to be pater. He did not do a malach Again, if a person carries something, four hours in the he's high, but it has to be carries at four hours without stopping. So here he stops to rest in the middle of the four hours, and then he continues. He never took it four hours straight. Lekatef, but if he stopped, the katef means to, to shoulder, to adjust it, let's say, on his shoulders. It's on one shoulder, he wants to move it over. He's not stopping to rest. It's a very uh, purposeful uh, stopping. He's stopping for the sake of what he's carrying. So that's not called stopping. So then he's chayv. That's if he stopped within four hours. In other words, when he stops to rest within four hours, so that is mafsik, the four hours. If he stops to rest, uh, if he stops the katev, just to adjust it on his shoulders, so that's not going to be mafsik to interrupt the dalamas. That's when he stops within the dalamas. What if he stops outside of the arabamas? So then, then if he stops to rest... So then, he's going to be chayef. 
lekatev. But if he's off to adjust it on his shoulders, so even though he's after four amas, but he's not stopping for rest. He's stopping just to fix the load on his shoulders. That's not called stopping. He's potter. Because he hasn't stopped yet. So the Gemara asks, my Kamashman, what's the Chesh of all this? What should Yechanan trying to say? When a person is carrying Yechanan Umashkin, he picked it up, not for the sake of Otsar. And then he decided to do Otsar, so he's not Chayiv unless he stops. So what's he telling us? That if the initial Akira wasn't for that purpose, if the Akira from the first moment wasn't for the purpose of doing Otsar, you're not going to be Chayiv for that. You have to stop and start again. So that, Rabbi Yechanan already said that one time before. The person is transferring objects from one corner of his house to the other. And then he changed his mind. He picked it up to move it from one end of the room to the other. And then, while he was doing that, he changed his mind. He decided, you know what, I'm going to take it outside. He took it outside. He's potter. Since he didn't stop before he took it out, he's potter. Because the initial cure that he picked it up was not for the purpose of the Otsah. The initial Akira was to move it from one side to the other. So here you see Rebbe Echanan says it, so what was he saying before? So when he says, there's Amachalek Asamurayim, meaning to Amurayim, quote Rebbe Echanan in different ways. One of them said it this way, one of them said it the other way. These different language, but it really means the same thing. You're right. Rebbe Echanan really said one thing, and the different Talmudim quoted it differently. If a person carries something from a chanus, a store, meaning a shusiyachid, to a platya, that's like the the platz, the the city square, the main, the shuk. So he takes things from a shusiyachid into the into the main street. Derech stuff through the stuff. The stuff is like a sitting area in front of the store. Before you get to the platya, you had like an area where people would sit. There was benches. So that's not rishus rabim. It's also not shusiyachid. So you're chayiv since you went from rishus yachid to rishus rabim. You're chayiv. Ubenazi says, no, you're potter. Since you went through the stuff, which is not Rishus Rabbim, nor Rishus Yachid, it's a Malcolm Petur. So, we understand Benazi Shita. He holds, when a person is walking, it's like he stops. So, since he walked through the stuff, which is like a Malcolm Petur, so you're potter. El Rabbanan, but according to Rabbanan, but even if they hold, when you're walking through some space, it's not considered like you stop there. But still, where do you find such a case where you're chayv? Meaning, in the mission we learned about Hutzah, that you take from Rishos Rabbin to Rishos Yachid, or from Rishos Yachid to Rishos Rabbin. Where do we find that you go from Rishos Yachid to Rishos Rabbin, but in between, you go through this Makom of Where do we find that case? How do you know that case is chayv? Maybe that case is Pater.